Hello and welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Interviews with Ordinary People. I'm your host, Nathan Andrews. On today's episode, I interview my sister to highlight a few stories from our childhood. A warning to listeners, today's episode includes heavy subjects such as molestation and child abuse. We will get right into the recording after a message from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by D.A.R.E. Drug Abuse Resistance Education, the program that didn't work for anyone. D.A.R.E. to resist drugs and violence. Today's episode also brought to you by Instagram. I would love to give you my Instagram handle, but I am too old and do not understand how to use it. But I hear that it is dope. OMG. All right, so let's get into it. Interview with Asia. Date of birth, just a year, is fine. I was born in 1982. 82. Yeah. So you were three when I came around? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So what would you say first memory, significant first thing you remember kind of going on and maybe the age, if you remember? I would say around like three and a half, four years old is when I remember my first memories. Like I remember just having conversations with mom and dad mm-hmm. or like mom telling me stories and then I can remember them. That kind of, it's more like, I think almost like placed memories. Like, well, they'll yeah. tell me and then I'll remember them. That kind of a thing. Yeah. More I, than me consciously remembering them. Yeah. I have trouble with it too. I, I have such late early memories. I'm like 10. Yeah. When my memories I think come mom in. telling me the story about, about like me saying I was ask- exasperated because the boys wouldn't play with me. Exasperated. That's and I was like three and a half that's the kind of in shit that, that story. Me up when Sterling says and that I kind of remember like going in the house, but I don't know if she put that in my mind when she told me the story. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's perfect. So 1982, you were three or four, so that's when I came around. Yeah, right remember, around when you were. I remember me? you being a little baby. You remember mom being pregnant with me? No. No, mm-hmm. just baby. Just you being a baby, right. like around six, six to nine months old, when you started getting really fun mm-hmm. to like play with. I remember that. So I was about, you know, four. What was the house like at that time? We lived in Westminster. We lived in that uh, little behind the bowling alley. What was like in the, the feel apartment house? Like parenting going on, or everything was going well at that. Yeah, point? we had like Grandma Jerry and Grandpa in our life. Grandpa Bill, yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Mom Bill. Talked a lot about him. Um, Dad was working every day, and Mom was, you know, home with us at that point. Maybe cleaning houses from time to time. But yeah, everything was good. I remember having a pretty normal life. Up until around the age of like seven, everything was good for me. Don't remember really. Was that cash? Yeah. Seven? Okay, well, let's not. Let's yeah, no, reel it in. up. We'll get to that eventually or soon. Which yeah. Which is kind of crazy. We'll see. So, and then how are you with like uh, Jed, mom and dad, your brother, rather? Yeah, Jediah and me were good. I remember him being, I looked up to him. Yeah. That's um, cool. My memories would be like going to pick up Jed from kindergarten and walking there, like walking along the little stoops that you park up against uh-huh. in front of the apartments and walking back and going to get Jed and like pushing you in the stroller. Yeah. That kind of memories. That's cool. That's yeah. And like walking to Stater Brothers with mom or Lucky's and getting yeah. groceries. I mean, yeah. that's like basically our family. Or yeah. Or my family right now. All good memories. Because the stuff I compare it to when it gets bad, like when mom was talking or when grandma was talking about the kids being hit and stuff, which is crazy. You gotta listen yeah. to that shit. Grandma's story was crazy. I bet. But anyways, so good times going on. And then did... Mom and dad going bad happened before Cash, right? What do you remember? I'm sure that dad? dad. I'm sure that dad did crazy stuff and hit her and stuff, but it was behind, behind oh, closed doors was, at that point. He was point. hitting her as early as they were like 17, 18. Yes, I know no, stories. I know stories lot. about like when so they, you when never they really weren't saw even it? married. 
You never really got exposed to that abuse? Not until we moved into the house in Norwalk. Okay. So and that was when I was about, I think when I was about, you know, five or six. Right. Seven. So, um... When dad stopped going to church, that's when all that started happening publicly, right. like in front of us. But before, it was private, and he would probably hit her where she could. we couldn't see the bruises, and it was in, like, their room at night when we were sleeping, or well, I was uh, too young to understand. Well, the the thing, too, I've learned about stories is uh, in our minds, we put all the bad stuff right up against each other, and it seems like... It, that's just all that happened. But, like, I talked to mom, like, she didn't get beat every day. No, no. And <laughs> she it, wasn't getting beat, like, constantly. No, and dad didn't try to there commit was, suicide every there day was either. Just certain it was, episodes that were yeah. bad. Probably can count them on two hands. Yes, but that I can, yeah. Yeah, well, and she said the same, but so. Um, it wasn't like For that. her, she says it was a lot more emotional. Yes. He was just like, you're a piece of shit. You yeah. suck. No and we never saw that. Love you. He would do that to her she, when they were alone. She said it took almost like two years for her to come back. Rick saying every day, you're Yeah, amazing. I believe that. I believe that. Because she was that. so gaslit by him. So Yeah. That's cool. Like, he hid it from his kids, at least, I guess, for a while. Yeah, that's dad cool. never spanked us. Dad I don't never disciplined us. Mom did the disciplining. Dad didn't huh. discipline us. I, I remember, remember getting... That. Dad worked at, like, an insurance company, and he'd be gone, like, a nine-to-five every day, and... He'd come home and we'd eat dinner, and I don't remember any problems ever. Huh. And then we moved to Norwalk. That's when what happened. And then? Grandpa lived in the garage. Right. Grandpa Bill, um, and that's when my mom started working more and doing more outside of the house to get more income. And Grandpa would watch us, and that's when the problems from, like what me as a kid, what I saw, uh-huh. that's when the problems started happening. Where right. Dad was more abusive and. He stopped taking his meds and stopped going to church, and then he started like trying to commit suicide. It felt like once a week to me as a kid because yeah, I exactly. was a kid. Yeah, that's but how I'm we do sure it. it happened. Maybe it's gotta be wrong. I can think of three instances where yeah. I found him. Uh, one of them, he was um, in his bedroom, sitting like in like a corner, and he was his face was purple, and he had pills in his lap, and he was not able to talk. And I was like, "What's going on, Dad?" And he just said get mom and I ran out and got mom and bring her in and she yelled at him Barry again what the fuck is wrong with you I can't believe you get you know Barry blah 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 and then she got 911 and called and they came and got him and took him and he was gone for a few days and then he came back home and he always would say he was sorry and that you know and he'd go back on his meds for like however many days he had the meds for Uh but once he would run out he would just not ever get the refill and it would start again and uh, I think that, if I don't know if you remember, I think that's probably the time mom started taking them to the hospital, like, for yes, weeks Yes, and she time. started documenting it more. Yeah. Um, the last she would fight, take them, like, a week at a time, I think. Yeah. The last fight that I remember was when um, they came home, or dad came home, and mom and him got in a big fight, and I don't remember what it was about, and it wasn't up to me, you know? Me and you and, and Jediah were in that hallway, remember the, the hallway that had, like, in Norwalk, really <laughs> well, in Norwalk, really if you walk into the house mm-hmm. and you turn, there's like a little hallway like this, mm-hmm. and if you go straight to the bathroom and if you turn, it's your your bedrooms was on this side and mine was on this side, and I had grabbed you all and we went into your room and we hid like on the bottom bunk when they were fighting. Oh wow! Um, that fight was really bad and loud, and Dad yeah. was calling her all kinds of names and hitting her like like you could hear the, yeah. the hits, and we had never really been around it like that. Right. Um. And then he grabbed her shirt and she had buttons along the back. And I don't know why this stands out, but he ripped her shirt and then said that he was going to call the police and say she just came home and she was cheating on him and all this stuff. And he and she was like, do what you have to do, Barry. And at that point, like, somebody called. 
And that's when dad was taken that final time. And then when they called and they said, it was like a week later, like they always did, you know, do you want to come pick up your husband? That was the time mom said, no, keep him. Yeah. I'm not picking him up this time. She, she told me that she didn't realize she could do that. Would have mm-hmm. done it sooner. She didn't realize that she could, she said she finally broke down and said, look, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't take him it. back. And they said, and okay. They said, oh, we'll just keep him then. Yeah. She was like, what the fuck? You could have that done that it. a long time Yes, ago. that was it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the last time up. I remember them fighting. And then I remember going to visit him. That's a pretty intense fight. Do you remember going to visit dad at all? Because you. slightly remember like a park setting. Yeah. The front. Bench, like a the whole bench. front was a park. I kind of remember that. But that's it. Like I remember the. We got like a maybe. soccer ball. Maybe. And like kicked the ball around a little bit, and dad and well, everybody I mean, no sat. Wonder that we I, just sat and stared no at each other. I, no wonder that I blocked out that part of my life. That fight sounded really intense. For it me. was, and I remember grabbing what you guys. Was I? What, how, what, what year would you say that was? You were six, like five six. or six. That's yeah, up. you were little. Imagine Sterling going through. I just can't imagine, and it's not even Sterling too, because I can't even watch movies now. Where the uh, kid Sterling's age is like suffering. Yes. Or like once it's even sometimes when they're disappointed enough in a movie, I'm just like, oh, poor. When thing. you, when okay, when you not to turn it back around you, but when you had your kids, didn't you feel like I felt like? Didn't you go through stages where you kind of hated mom or hated dad, and like you went through that? Like, how could they let this happen to me? Now looking at my own son. I guess it didn't uh, change my feeling toward them, but it did change my. It did make me go, what the fuck? Like it. Not just them, every parent that fucks up. Like, yeah. or, or parents that hit their kids. Oh my God, after I've had my kids now, I think of parents that strike their children. Okay, you want to spank your kid? I'm against that. Me too. I'm against any touching of the child, but um, or hitting, rather. But if you spank them, okay, that's fine. But people that actually like hit their kids and like... Punch. But um, I, when, all my, when my kids hit certain ages, like when each one hit age seven, and that's when I started getting molested, when, I, when they hit seven years old, it was like a trigger for me. Yeah. And then when they hit like, you know, um, I don't know, when Becca hit 17, I, I don't know, when I it looked at her at 16, ages, and I'm crazy. like, how could, you know, that have all gone on in my life, yeah, looking well, at my 15-year-old now? Because you're there with them at that time, and you realize what a difficult it would be for them at that time yeah like if we go through shit now we go through shit but when you're that age it's fucking harder or or it's just so much more unjustified yeah like, it's how very could you hard do that to, to children like, it's, it's very crazy. hard to understand why i wasn't worthy of the same reaction by people you know what i mean like why why wasn't i worthy of that same like oh my gosh why is that happening to her right. that shouldn't be happening right. it was more like that's the way it is yeah. your kids deal with it yeah. Mom raised us where, you know, Other people you react. guys are down here and I'm up here simply because I'm an adult, yeah. you know, and I don't believe that. So. I have a skosh of that in the child. Like, I can do things because I'm an adult. Yes. Like, I feel comfortable drinking alcohol yes. in front of him. Or saying, cussing. Yes, I can and you can't. Yes. That's the <laughs> that's the rules. Yes. Like, but yeah, that whole like, yeah, I can't watch movies where kids get hurt. I can't, I can barely do it. So just the fact that people can do that is just crazy to me. Yeah. I've it's insane. But yeah. I have to drop of a hat for movies now with kids involved. It's just it's like hard. crazy. I just start now that we have our own, it's difficult yeah. to understand. It's wild. So after the big fight, dad's out of the house. That's when that's when Cash left. You know, that you have to understand. Okay, so Cash was already around? Cash molested me from ages seven till nine. Seven and mom did dad nine. didn't leave until I was ten and a half. Okay, so you were dealing with uh Probably unloving house and being molested at the same time. Yeah, well. and he was he was our child care provider. We met him through church. So okay, what happened yeah. so, was wait. So I always hear he was just a church friend. No, but he watched us. He babysat us. Wow. Um, 
Okay, so we went to, I think it was Cal Jam at the time, and Dad was um, really into church, and he had that prayer room. We had lived in Norwalk, and he had the prayer room, which was all the way through the family room. There was like a little room, and he had, you know, praying hands. He had all his Cal Jam tapes and all his Kenneth Copeland tapes, and he would go in there every day, and he would read scripture, and he would write, um, and he would work on his, you know, stuff for church for that week and, his, and you know, his homework or whatever. Um, Cash started coming around I think it was at least a year before he ever touched me, if not longer. Um, And he was a part of the church, so he'd come over and do growth groups with Dad in the room, just him and Dad. And they did a lot of stuff, just the two of them. Um, He was 72 years old. Dad was, like, in his late 30s, I think. You know know his exact (laughs) age because of later, or...? No, because I've told the story so many times. No, but, like, when you first told the story, how did you come across his age? I knew how old he was because of... all of the court and everything. Oh, like, so yeah, you, know, I, you I learned it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he was old because he was old. Later, he, it right, was obvious. Right. What you're saying is he was an old man. Yeah, yeah he gotcha. was an older man. Like It's just he, crazy you had the age. Like he was like a grandpa to all of us mm-hmm. or like an uncle. I don't know how to describe it. Probably uncle. Sure. Yeah. I don't but, remember him at all either. Probably blocked it out. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, he I have a picture of him in my head that's probably completely wrong. I thought it was wrong, but I saw a picture of him this year or kinda, last year, and I was right. I was spot on. I, I even had the socks pulled up. Right? <laughs> that kind of thing, I do it with the radio. I listen to a guy. I've done done it where I've listened to a guy on the radio exclusively for like a year. And then you never see him, seen it doesn't him, even look right. And I have this picture in my head, usually another celebrity that I've morphed into another person. <laughs> And I see that, and I'm just like, whoa, that's uh, not exactly what I was thinking. So I wonder if I do the same with Cash, but... I'll show you a picture someday, but yeah, he... Not sure if I would want to see a picture of that piece of shit. No, he really is. Um, Now, okay. Just pure evil. He had already molested somebody before me. Real quick, before we get to the... um, I do want to... One of the things on this podcast is to try to make things judgment-free. Like, with Mom's story about Dad and Grandma's story about... Uh, grandpa, you know, grandma's like, I don't want to talk ill of grandpa. You know, I don't want that out there. I've said I'd never do that. And, and to me, there's no judgment. No. Grandpa was a man of his circumstances. And he was a, you know, everybody goes through things. Everybody struggles. He had, he was from the war. He had shit going on. Like she talks about him coming back from the war and he was just changed. A different person. Before that, he might have been different. So I don't like judgment. I don't like to bring judgment on people. I think it's, I like the whole thing. Everybody has circumstances. Yeah. That's what I think. Cash is a piece of shit. He should burn in hell. He's legitimate, pure evil. He doesn't get any of that. So yeah. just to my, to the people out there listening, I don't, he, if I ever say in this story that, oh, don't judge, it's not Cash. Yeah, no, we can judge, judge that him. guy. We Fuck that judge. guy. He's a piece of shit. Anyways. I think dad, I think dad molested me prior and mom does too. We think that, like, from the ages... Of course, I have no proof on this, you know? Right. But we think from the ages of diapers and below, like, when I was, like, newborn up until diapers, I was potty trained, which was mm-hmm. about two and a half. He, she thinks that he may have fondled me or may have been inappropriate with me at times. Yeah, she mentioned that. Okay? So then from there, when I got to a certain age and I was already talking and I was able to say, like, really clear thoughts, he didn't feel comfortable anymore is what my mom thinks... So that's when we think that he started looking for somebody to do it and report to him. Now, this prayer room, the reason I say that is because it all has to come back to that prayer room. Right. Um, He was around for a few years. Um, He didn't just go right away babysitting. He was around for a few years doing the church stuff, doing the prayer room with dad, doing things with the family, like going on camping trips and stuff and just being really 
like he was always around our family. Yeah. Okay. And we have a big family, so he was always there. Yeah. Um, the first time I think it was around the age of like six and a half, seven, and it it started with him just pulling me up on his lap and putting my hand like down my his hand down my pants, you know, or asking me to wear a dress to bed so that that night when he babysat he could come into the room. Like, it started with those little things, like getting me gifts, like mm-hmm. a blanket, and then telling me, you know, sleep with your blankie tonight so I can see you with it. Like, the little stuff, like almost like grooming me to see if I was going to be good for that. Um, and then, like, the real molestation started when I was seven, seven and a half. And, uh, well, yeah, how do you define it was weekly. real molestation penetration? Or? No, he, it was all oral with him. Oral. Like, if, okay. if I was going to do oral on him, then he would take me down off the top bunk and take me in the bathroom and have me, you know, on my knees in the bathroom. Or he would take me, or he, if it was on me, he would leave me in bed and do it right there, on, stand on the bottom bunk with Jediah sleeping right there on the bottom bunk and do it to me when I was on the top bunk. Wow. Yeah. And it happened for like at least once a week. Now this one I can I'm already say getting uncomfortable. <laughs> so and so nasty. It's terrible. This week, this week to week thing. Now I don't want you to, you know, think that I really did just buckle them all together because it wasn't. This was every single week for like two right. years, wow. at least once a week because he babysat when they went on their date nights. That's a hundred plus times. Yes, that's insane. And so, and twice it was tri- he tried penetration, but I screamed at the top of my lungs, and so he stopped. Did you? Oh wow. That's intense. So, uh, I want. I wonder some thoughts, like thoughts I would have if I were in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they might not work at that age. Like I'm older now, I have different thoughts. But uh, did you ever think uh, bite it off? Or yeah. Hurt okay. Him in any way? Yeah. Now I always think that if somebody were to force yes, me to oral, yes, just bite it off, fuck that guy. <laughs> like yes. Um, you think those thoughts, right. and you think like I'm going to be brave tomorrow, and I'm going to do it tomorrow, you know, and like you do tell yourself those That's things. Horrible. Like I had Oprah. I had Oprah. So I was. You had a bed right here, like a twin, and Jediah was below me, and so when he would leave the room. I would sit up at night and I would tell Oprah everything that just happened and I would get it off my chest and tell her about it. And in my mind, she was telling me back like all the stuff I needed to hear. Like it wasn't your fault. You're okay. And she'd get me through it. That was just all in your imagination? All in my imagination. You have like a a magazine tear out of Oprah or something? No, it was all in my imagination. And Oprah was just around in the zeitgeist? Yeah, she was on TV at the time. She was a big deal. Like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and all them were on TV. Uh, Yeah. Jenny Jones. Yeah, uh No, Ricky Lake. Ricky Ricky Lake. Lake. Yeah. Yeah, so she, she was one of those ones that um, was <laughs> young, a standout. You know young, what I mean? And the young listeners are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> but yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I talked to her, and I, the therapist I've been to you know, in my life have told me that that saved me from a personality disorder worse than what I already have because I could have definitely gone a different route because you I got were it off. self medic not medicate, but self Soothing, yeah. I was, and I was soothing myself and getting it out, so I wasn't just taking it all in and keeping it. So Hmm. I was actually helping myself a lot by doing that. Um, And also, that that helps me chronologically tell you exactly what happened. So when you told it once already, mm -hmm. because that's what they say about memories that you don't remember anything. You remember the last time you remembered it. So you have this base. I have remember. I can like honestly tell you every single, I, I feel like I can tell you almost every single time it happened. Well. It's been so long, 30 years, and I can still sit back <laughs> and I can tell you 
probably 20 times individually yeah. what happened, what was said, and all of that. And normally people can't. You know what I mean? Well, for the sake of the audience, I don't want to go. No, 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 no. You're welcome for not doing that. <laughs> but uh, you did say what was said. That's a little interesting. Any like snippets of like what he was saying or what you might have yeah, said? Yeah, he would always times? tell me, he would always remind me that if. I told anybody that he would, you know, kill my whole family. Was he that would... right after or during? Right before. Oh, right before. Right wow. before. Yeah. Like, and really? Don't... Kill your whole yeah, family was the just life? like that. Wow, that's intense. Just like that. But I was and seven or eight, him, right? so I, oh yeah. And I thought I was saving you two from being molested too. You have to understand. Might have been. You might have You been, two were cause... right there, so I thought in my mind, if, I, if he's doing it to me, then I know he's not doing it to them. Well, and then that's the same thing. Like, not necessarily that you saved us, but you might have. It's kind of like when I was... Uh, pistol whipped. Uh, I didn't save my coworker with me, but I drew the attention. Yes, which it inver- inadvertently. Saved That's what me. I did. Yeah, that's what I did. So, okay. So first um, time. He but got... I wanted to say, you know, I didn't save. I didn't save other people. He got to two other people that right. I know of. He probably got to a dozen uh-huh. people. I mean, if you know of two, there's probably six yeah. or something like that. Whatever the math is. Yep. So, anyways, but, so. Yeah, yeah, so he was prolific. Yes, he was and once, once he, once dad, see, and so they, okay, the, mom and dad would do a date night, like on a Thursday, right? And then they'd come home, and then dad and Cash would go right into the prayer room. Every time, it felt like. If they didn't go into the prayer room right when he got home with Cash, then they would do it the next day. Cash would come over, and they'd be in the prayer room. Who's they? I'm sorry. Cash and dad. Just talking in the prayer room. So, so they that, were always in- I think like he was reporting to Cash. Cash yeah. was reporting to Dad, telling Dad what he did, so Dad could get off to it. That's, That's what I think. I know that sounds so sick. It's not that it's sick. It almost seems like not enough for a child molester. Like if I don't know. if that's how you get your rocks off, like yeah. a friend describing it happening, like that would be like Corey nailing Pam Anderson and telling me about it. Like, it's not going to help me. Yeah, I don't know. Me and mom both feel the same way about it. I know that. So I don't know. And then when I met dad, when I was 30, it was almost like I looked at him and it was feasible. Like, he is that kind of sick. My wild guess would be it might have been less of telling telling him what happened that night and more of uh, getting their stories straight. Yeah. And more, and maybe Cash... Did the same for dad and had a girl for him. See, somewhere maybe else. you're right. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he's getting off secondhand on your yeah. molestation. That sounds know. unreasonable. But, but you're, you're the fact that they might, they yeah. might have some sort of collaboration of molesting. Yeah. And, and definitely they were like, hey, I told her this. Yeah. This is what happened. Okay. Hey, I that does a, make sense. I spilled some grape juice. And I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're like just getting their story straight in the yeah. night. So in case it comes up, in case you say anything, yeah. you're not caught looking stupid. That makes sense, man. So maybe that's what was going yeah, on. Yeah, so that was that. Which of course, too. Yeah, all of it's harder and harder sick. to defend Dad, too. Yeah, it's but, all pretty fucking sick. But so, again, Dad, and I don't like to say it, even Cash, they are just mentally ill. Oh, very mentally obviously. ill. Obviously, they don't have control over being evil. But right when Dad left and Dad got put in a mental institution, Cash, Mom told Cash he couldn't come over. And he came over one more time. Um, and he delivered groceries. I don't know if you remember it, but he came in through the back door at Nor- at um, the Norwalk house, mm-hmm. and he left, like, the whole kitchen floor was covered with groceries. And a note on the fridge saying, I went grocery shopping for you guys, you know, because um, I know Barry's not home. I want you to have groceries. And she called him and told him, you're not allowed here. Don't come here. And right when I heard that conversation, I started plotting, how am I going to tell my mom? And Rick wasn't even there yet. 
you know. Do you think mom was suspicious yet or why? Yeah, mom already knew because she had her therapist coming to the house every week. And the therapist said something was going on with me. So that's why she said no more. You can't come over ever again. Yeah. Well, she didn't like him to begin with. And the only reason he was allowed over was because dad liked him. Hmm. So once dad was gone, he was gone. Because he was dad's best friend, not hers. Well, that's crazy that like... uh... Yeah, I mean, I hear molestation. You said two years. Yeah, it went on for two years. Yeah. And that's a fucking lifetime. It felt like forever. Saved you from longer molestation. Who knows? I mean, I can't imagine it could have gone on much longer than four or five years i don't imagine anybody can get away with that kind of thing for that long without the kid just fucking losing it yeah but um it definitely would have been more than two years yeah right so it's crazy that one experience i would have definitely suffered more from it losing your father might be the hardest thing for a nine-year-old it wasn't that hard i remember it being it being a relief when dad went because i i okay another thing dad was sick so he was getting help and mom never spoke ill of dad it was mom we discussed that yeah mom always said you know dad dad's very sick and he's gonna go get help you know and that's it so i felt good that dad was finally gonna get help at that point of course you didn't put tash and barry together nope never he was my daddy at that never not until i was in my 20s did i put those together right right right. yeah Yeah, that's crazy so So, um then i don't really want to i mean then i put him in prison we can go into that real quick yeah the cash story gets long no that's it i just i put him in prison he's in prison he did prison 17 years is what he got yeah I, at 11 Which years old, Should I put him in prison for 17 years. Life. He did eight years and got released. Piece and he was shit, in protective custody the entire time. Um, and then when he got out, he molested. He reoffended. He was 91 when he died. And just a reminder that the top like drug trafficking charge is like 20 years. Yeah. And you serve every bit of it. And yeah. These idiots are getting 17 for <sighs> anyway, molestation. That's oh. it. That's it on the cash story. I mean, well, you know. He so did die in a Tesco State penitentiary. Oh, so he is dead now? Yeah, he died at that. the age of 91. He died in jail. Good. Yep. Good. In prison. Perfect. So, wait, so, but you said 17. So, wait, did he go back to jail? Yeah, or? he reoffended. He went to, okay, so he did 17 years for me and then only ended up doing eight because he got good behavior. Right. When he got out, he was on probation, parole, and he reoffended. He touched thing. another child and he got Worst sent back again, shocker. and that's where he died. Good. Well,. Not good for the kid, but it's good a fucking it, piece yeah. of shit that he got out to do it one more time. But at least he got caught. That's Hopefully, quickly. Yeah, it's a piece of shit system. But uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, so on with that. That's crazy. So and then I got counseling for four years after that. Like I was in an intensive. Well, now let's circle back counseling. real quick just to go. Uh, the when you told mom, what yeah. was that like? Oof, very very hard to tell mom. <laughs> God, that must have been like pulling a tent out of your mouth yeah it was very difficult to find the words uh rick was there mom had been dating rick but mom of course backstory a little bit she knew him from past so she was very comfortable with him which made us very comfortable with him very quickly all the episodes (laughs) if you listen to the episodes you know all all about that story yeah yeah so Uh, rick um rick was very comforting and soothing and when i had bad dreams and stuff he would come in in the night and everything so by the time i was 11 um I was feeling more comfortable. He had been around for at least six months at that time, and Dad had been gone, and and Cash had been gone. And we were decorating the Christmas tree, um, and I remember they were making eggnog drinks with rum, Mm -hmm. and Mom was explaining the difference between a virgin and um, an alcoholic beverage. 
And I said, what's a virgin? And she said, that's somebody who's never made love before. And I said, oh, then I'm not a virgin because Casho made love to me. And she just, yeah, and she just scooped me up and ran me out of the kitchen um, and took me into her bedroom and we just cried and she held me and she apologized and then we called grandpa and told, mm -mm. grandpa Jim, grandpa Jim, her dad and told him right away. Um, then grandma prayed over me on the phone and then we called 911 and then, yeah. And then we called 911 (laughs) and then they sent out two detectives that same night and two detectives, real big guys in suits. Um, and they came and they said that because I had done the whole Oprah thing and I had told the story when I was so a matter of fact and like just said it how it was and I wasn't like upset um, kind of like I'm talking to you. Yeah. So they were very taken back by how like it's not what they're used to. Poised I was, I yeah, guess. That's cool. Um, I guess that's and cool. so <laughs> cool's yeah. not the right word, but that's good. By Christmas that's Day, good that you were able to yeah, do he that. came. He, they came and everything, and then they they took it from there. And then Uncle Bill or Uncle Bob is the one that helped him get arrested. I guess they had him meet for a hamburger, and they arrested him. <laughs> a sting operation yeah. with Uncle Bob or Uncle Bill. That's Uncle Bob. Funny. Yeah. And then, um, good for Uncle Bob. And then from there, yeah. And then from there, I must ah, to talk to him about that day. Yeah, I must have been a wild day getting up that morning. It was crazy. Oh, I gotta call this guy. (laughs) (laughs) What's what? What restaurant do we? Yeah, like McDonald's. What are we talking here? What hamburger? So they got him, and um, I remember when um, it was almost Christmas. So right when the what's it called? Christmas Day, right before, I think it was like three, four days before, we were coming back from something, like out to dinner or something, and there was a box on the stoop. And so Christmas morning, I opened it, and it was a, a wedding bride Barbie in a white dress. And my my card said, um, don't worry, uh, you're gonna, you're still a virgin. He didn't take that from you. You can still wear a white dress when you get married, because oh. that's what my big thing was. Oh, weird, even that young. You so I still, worried. yeah, so I still had a, I still have that Barbie. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'd like to get, like, a picture of that. That's I cool. still have it to this day. That's crazy. Yeah. That'd be a cool thing to have for yeah, the it. website for the interview. I'll take a picture of that. Yeah, I'll send, in, I'll send one to you. Yeah, I'll send a picture of it to me. Um, so, that's kind of crazy because it's like I want to talk about Dad going to there, and then I wanted to talk about the molestation, yeah, there's but so it all kind of happened at once. <laughs> there's no, so many like, things. I thought they were more separate. I did. I yeah, thought, I know. I thought they were more separate. Separated by time. But yeah, no. It all happened. It at the all kind of happened together. Yeah. That's rough. So it was hard. Okay, so that's enough airtime for that piece of shit. So cash story done. So then we started planning the move to Parker. Cash is already with, or around the cash time, Rick's already there. Yeah. So who is Rick to you? Who was Rick? Stepdad. So he's your stepdad. Yeah. And you called him dad, right? Right away. Which I probably did right away too, but as I got older, I never would. Right away, maybe I did, but I didn't like it. Right away is a little bit nice. I would say within the first month, yeah, we were calling him dad already. Mm -hmm. My mom, mom moved him in pretty quick. So, well, a shock, well, which sounds bad, but she knew him already. They were yes, mom. Little back, like I said, little backstory. They dated in high school. That's another reason why we felt so comfortable with him is because he was like, you know, not some, not some new guy from you know the streets. Mom had known him and his family. For a long time before we were introduced to him. Right. That's and he crazy. had a son. So we were pretty excited that we were going to have another brother. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. I, we were I pretty pumped about Rick. Most of my life, I thought the move to Arizona was all Rick. Mom tells it all her. It was her. Because I guess they she took a couple to trips down there. 
Uh, she doesn't even say that. She says it was just Arizona because I guess they took it. a couple trips down there, three or four trips or what have you. And she said on the last trip home, she just cried the whole way home because she didn't want to come she home. She wanted to live there. Yeah. And, and of course, because his son was there, so it's, that's nice. And I talked to grandma like, was it? Did you? It was like your daughter moving a state away. Did that suck? No, she didn't really care. No. So everybody was on board. Uh, I still wonder if our life would have been better without it. Because it would have been really similar because we just ended up right back at Grandma's house anyway. So, like, imagine if we would have just lived in that area the whole time. It would have been minus I might still be with. I might still be with Tiana. I might yeah. have... We might still be with Rick. I don't know. Or no, not... Yeah, Rick. Because he was there already. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, Never know, man. Who knows if it was for the Things better or worse. Things happen for a reason. Uh, the only thing I wouldn't have without Arizona is Michelle. And that was a really big part of my life. Yeah. Which... I don't know. Maybe someday after I do enough of these interviews, we'll get you to interview me. There you but, go. Um, we moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great at first, too, right? Oh, man. The move to Arizona was fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but it was terrific. For you, was that like a I was big, 11. Was that almost a rebirth for you because you got through the counseling, right? Or was that later? No, I did counseling till I was 15 to 14. You started the counseling? Yeah, I did therapy in California for a few years. Dad's gone. Cash is out of your life for good. Like, this must be a new setting. It's got to be kind of a rebirth for you. When I look back, I was probably mom's biggest handful because I didn't like Rick. Mm -hmm. I wanted my dad. Mm -hmm. I was that girl. I didn't really. I'll admit it now. Okay. I plotted so, against him. Yeah. Mom caught me a few times, like, telling you guys to say shit like he did this to me or he stole this or right. he's cheating on mom, like, trying to break him up. But the reason is my dad. Like, I wanted my dad back. Dad, Rick was hard on yeah, us. Yeah, and dad wasn't bad yet. No, dad was never bad to us. Right. He never made us clean or do right. chores. Mom had to do them all. Mm-hmm. But Rick came along. Now we had chores, you know? <laughs> and nice chores. Yeah, That's it fun. was difficult to go from having my dad make mom responsible for everything and we were just our responsibility was school to go from that to your responsibilities everything and now mom gets to sit back and if mom needs a cigarette you better jump up and get it for her and and it was difficult to change that for me personally I didn't like it but the move to Arizona I remember being a big plus because now he was going to be gone two weeks of every two weeks for two weeks. Right. So he was going to be, yeah, we, when, we, when we moved to, Ari- to Arizona, he was going to be working on the oil rigs. So he was going to be gone only home one month of the, uh, one week of the month. Yeah. So that was, oh, to me, I was dad. like, oh, let's go be at the river. Let's go do what we want all day and not have to worry about this piece of shit because he's going to be at work. I just now got the memory of him not being around a lot at first. Yeah, he was always... Do you remember driving back and forth to, to California to yeah. drop him off in Newport Beach? Yeah, and there was like a restaurant. Yeah, and then we there... To. Yeah, a restaurant. And then there, the helicopter would take off from the restaurant and take yeah. him out to the... out to the. It's weird. You don't think about that. To the oil rig. He wasn't around a lot at first. That's the best kind of stepdad, I guess. Money. Yeah, money nice. never was around. That Once was pieces until, you know, <laughs> until the drugs were introduced, we had a very normal, I think, normal childhood. So I have uh, my recollections of it. What do you remember? How, or I, I guess I don't have recollections of it. Do you have recollections of how the drugs were brought in? Patty. I always say Patty, right? Patty. I always say Patty. And that's true. 
Um, but I guess Dad had done drugs before, or Rick had done drugs before that. Well, Mom and Dad had dabbled. Right. You know, they, Mom and Rick Everybody had dabbled. Everybody coke or whatever. Yeah, they dabbled in coke. Yeah. I'm sure when Mom, you know, when Mom had a job to do and didn't really want to do it, I'm sure if somebody offered her a bump, she would take it. Yeah. She smoked pot. I knew that for a fact. Mom had been smoking pot for as long as I can remember. Yeah. But, but it never was like uh, an addiction issue. Right. It was never, she was never spending the rent money on dope until we moved to Arizona. So it's crazy. I'm... I feel like I'm discovering this thing of like parallels, like um, where the worst thing in your life can be the best thing in your yes. life. Because we had that with you losing your dad at age nine, which should be devastating for a child, which was you missed him, you didn't want a new dad. No. <laughs> and then, uh, but it ended molestation. Yeah. Now, for me, Patty ruined our life essentially. For maybe, many years. Maybe not intentionally. Maybe she was just a drug addict too. Yeah. Again, I don't like a lot of blame in these stories, but. Um, uh, she also brought me Michelle. <laughs> yes. See, so there, has to, was, there always has to be that, though. But maybe not. Maybe just in the extremes. It's like, to even I things wanna, out. It's like I almost want to map out my worst times in my life and see and if see they where. did something yeah, good on see the other where. side. There always is something good, man. That's crazy. There's that, always something good. Because you went through a lot, dude. Well, I feel like the sentence, everything happens for a reason, is a cliche. No, but... It, well, that Maybe that's why. It's just not a big enough sentence for what the concept it's saying. Like, yes. Because fuck, yeah, it's true. Like, yes. And like, uh, you know, it might be the worst thing that happened to you for a reason 20 years from now. Yes. Like, you don't get to say like. You don't get to know that either. That couldn't have happened for a reason. Yeah. That fucking sucked. It's like, well, maybe the reason that it happened for hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Like, Isn't big. that crazy? That's called growing up, man. I really like, fucking growing up. I really up. like that though. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Just doesn't really encompass, encompass what it's it, trying yeah. to say because it is fucking true. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I have my worst memory of Arizona, which was fucking great vindication talking to mom because it was the time you got beat and there was a lot of glass. Yes. Blood. I want I want you to tell the story, so I'm not going to tell the story. But a lot of blood, a lot of glass, a lot of came home late. They were drunk, whatever. Yeah, I'll tell the story. So I tell her that story how I remember it. And it was great because I, every time I tell stories like this, I feel like I'm exaggerating or I feel like I'm being too hard on them or like it was a dream. So I told her what I remember and I was like, how close is that? And she's like, yeah, that's what happened. And I was like, holy fuck. Good. Because I've been telling that story a lot as the worst part of that time in my life. <laughs> it wasn't even happening directly to me. God, I can't imagine it for you. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that story, if it's not, what is your worst memory of Arizona? And then I, I do want to get to best huh. later. Is That's that a good is that night the worst experience you had there, or was there something worse? And it doesn't even have to involve mom and dad, because I know you had other bad experiences as a kid there. I'm sure, but um, that was I'll the have worst. To think about that. That's the worst one that stands out in my memory as like really just fucking bottom, like just extremes, yeah. you know. And it then, was like, a very extreme day. And that was like a shitty part of our life also. I think already I didn't like Lakeside Five. I didn't like that part of my life, I don't think. But maybe I did. I, don't know. I guess yeah, if you're if you're gonna say within Arizona, yeah, Arizona years. Yeah, yeah. That, was that a would crazy have to be night, it. right? That or something so I'd have to think really hard because so many things happen. So if that's not it, that's top four. That's at least the top, top three. three, yeah. Okay, at least yeah. the top three. Well, we lived in like a single wide trailer. I remember the trailer. And it was, you know, it had one of those doors that had a well, stained glass window on it. Before the door, what did you get in trouble for? Yeah, first? I'll go through it. I'll go through it. Uh it had a stained glass window on it. So it was like a chain link fence around 
Is that you or me? Yeah, it's me. Okay. Chain link fence around a, sti- around a, a single wide trailer. Me and you and Josh, or me, you, and uh, Jediah were all sleeping. It was like one in the morning, okay? Two in the morning. The bars had just closed, and our parents had been out drinking all fucking night. Um, they get home, and when they walk in, I'm sleeping in the living room on my day bed. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, that's my bedroom. Because we didn't have enough no. fucking rooms for all of us. Uh-uh. So I'm sleeping like, like right there, basically, a day bed. And uh, my ferret's cage. I had a ferret. Uh, my ferret's cage, that. yeah, my ferret's cage was chilling right next to my head, okay? Mm-hmm. And Rick and mom come in, and they're yelling, and they're talking, and they're arguing about something between the two of them, okay? And they're in the kitchen area talking loud, and I'm, like, getting irritated now because they're talking so loud. I'll stop you there real quick. That's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I didn't think about that, that, like, um, their anger came from somewhere else. If their anger came from somewhere else, like... Yeah, they I were just already assumed, arguing before they walked It's in. funny, like, their bad relationship fueled it. Yeah, no, they were full... They were, fucking, they were drunk and full-on full arguing about something completely of, different. Full of anger, something totally different, ready to focus their anger on something else. God, that's yeah. such a bad way to live. So they come in, drunk, loud, bugging you because you're trying to sleep. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm like, ugh, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh... Rick starts in on me about the ferret cage. Asia, get up. Get out of bed. I get up. I get out of bed. I'm like, what, Dad? And he's like, when was the last time you cleaned the fucking ferret cage? And I look at the ferret's cage, and it's pretty messy. Legitimately hasn't been done, right? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, clean it right fucking now. And he's screaming at me to do it. So I get down, and I'm starting to clean the litter box, you know, and I'm in the cage, and I'm trying to clean it out. It's 2 in the morning, you know? I don't have my glasses on. Like, I'm just trying to do not get yelled at anymore, you know? Now mom comes out of the bedroom and she's yelling at him for yelling at me and they're screaming at each other about it in the kitchen. Um, I get up and I'm like, it's fine, you guys. I go in between them to try to throw away the poop or whatever. And now they're arguing and I got dad on this side of me and mom on this side and they're arguing and now mom's reaching around to punch dad and they're like fighting with me in the middle. Um, At some point, dad slaps me across the face like, open hand slaps me. You think intentionally or swinging at I think mom? he was swinging at mom. Okay. And he hits me. Mom, I go into mom like this, and I land on the ground, and then he, you know, how, somehow Rick landed on top of me at this point, okay? Uh-huh. I don't remember how. But in the scuffle, Rick's on top of me. Uh-huh. I can't breathe. He's cracked two of my ribs at this point, and I didn't know it. So I can't breathe. I'm have, I'm wheezing, having a hard time breathing. I jump up and I go to run out of the house now because I need to go get help. Thoughts you know? at that time are just like, what the fuck? I need to get help. What's going on? I need to get help. I need help. Like, right. this is real. I can't breathe. I need an adult. I need an yeah, adult. I need somebody who's not drunk, you know? Right. I can't scary. breathe, you know? Because once those are broken, it's it's bad. Oh, so you couldn't breathe because of the yeah, broken ribs. Yeah, because of the broken ribs. Wow. Okay? Uh, see, I don't know that part So I go running out. As soon as I, I swing the door open down the three steps and go to run out the gate, Rick slings it open and it smashes the pane of glass and it's everywhere on now, all in the front of the double or in front of the house. See, I always envisioned you being smashed into it. No, No. he swung the door open and then the glass like fell and it got in my hair. It was all over the ground. And then he grabbed me by my hair because I was like almost to the gate. He grabbed me by the back of my hair and drug me back through the glass with no shoes. And then he tossed me in the room with you two. And at that point, you guys were crying in the room with the dark, in the dark. No lights on. You guys are just screaming and crying. 
So at that point, then um, I say, you know, I'm getting you two together. I'm checking my wounds because my feet are bleeding, you know. And so I'm like telling you guys it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, you know. And uh, yeah, at that, at that point, mom's freaking out. She's like, you know, calling, um, what's her name? Neighbors. That lady, um, the lady, I was, I was dating that guy, John Super Soper or something. Super Soper, that's right. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I was dating him, so she was calling his mom. So basically. She had like that nicer house on the corner. Yeah, on the, we were, Uh, yep, yep. So she called her and then called 911, um. The cops came. They arrested Dad. At that point, remember, now Dad had cut himself here. He had cut himself here, too, uh-huh. in the melee, and then locked so himself in the was, bathroom. I remember a lot of blood, too. Yeah, and he now, locked see, himself in the bathroom. He almost died. That's funny. I wasn't 100% right on the story, because I, I, in my head, you got slammed into it, and you were bleeding from the head. Yeah. But you were bleeding from the feet, because you got dragged through it by the hair. Jesus yeah. Christ. And his arm and was he bleeding. Cut himself so he was bleeding like all over me. Yeah. Then he takes off before the cops come into the desert, into the washes. Really? Yeah. And wow. he ran for like the rest of the night. They didn't find him till the morning. Wow. So they took me to the hospital. I had two uh, cracked ribs and then the feet. Wow. So um went to court. The judge was like, Mary, you gotta get away from this guy, put a protective order and everything against him for me. Uh, within a week he was back home and she had dropped the protective order. Wow. Oh, and she just told that. me, she just told me, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I love him. Wow. And that was it. That's crazy. That's one of the hardest he didn't, things. He didn't mean to. I mean, I, <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I tell myself I've forgiven mom for everything. And in a way I have because it's time. It's been long enough. She tried her best. Yada, yada, yada. But that's the hardest thing to get over is her choosing men over us. Men over us. us. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't just stop with Rick. Oh, Dave, her last one. John, Dave, I have all a of vivid them. memory, of course, because it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Memories I have. Going to 7-Eleven, working at the time, no Mm -hmm. money, Yeah, starving. Hungry. Hungry. And we went to 7-Eleven, and in my head, I'm getting something. Yeah. A bag of chips. Something to sustain myself for the night. And uh, we were, God, you know what? Damn it. Sorry. It was John, not Dave. Or maybe it was Dave. No, it was Dave. It doesn't fucking matter because... It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of our fucking boyfriends. (laughs) So, and we went there. I think it was all three of us. I don't remember why it was just three of us, but we're there. And uh, she got like a chips, or she got like a Josta. Some for so him. So maybe it was jo- a fucking Josta drink or some weird drink he drank. And I remember saying, oh, I don't want a drink. I'm hungry. Can I get a bag of, I didn't say like, oh, I'm hungry. Can I get a bag of chips? I don't want a drink. And she said, oh, this isn't for you. This is for him. And this is all we have the money for. You're not getting anything. Yeah. Basically. And I was just like, oh, I was devastated. I, uh, it's stuff hard. Stuff like that's hard to get People over. People don't understand. Um, I would kick Tiana we over to feed my child. Yeah. I would, I would starve Tiana we worked. to we feed worked. my child. Like, we worked every day and still didn't get fat. My rent, you know what my I mean? Rent, my rent gets paid first. My Costco shop trip gets done first and then i buy shit i want yeah like, <laughs> yeah the fact that people don't do this is crazy to me I as know. a parent i know but yeah that was devastating her always choosing them over us but um i wanted to get into a part you said of that story you said that you were trying to just stop the yelling yeah you wanted the trouble quote unquote to end because you were 
somehow in trouble at two in the morning. Always in trouble. Super unreasonable. I was always in trouble too. Never you and guys. How old were you at this? At the, in this story, do you remember? Yeah, eleven or twelve. Fucking outrageous that yeah, they would 13, expect a twelve-year-old like to get up at two in the morning to do a chore. I mean, Sterling does chores. Not at fucking two in the morning. Even if I come home drunk. No. But I do. Yeah, no. I drink. No, that's the thing. I drink, dude. I smoke. I chill. I'm like the coolest. But at the same time, like, I don't buy beer if my kids don't have groceries. You know what I mean? And and where does all the anger come from? The angry trunk that are. And it's it's from their shitty relationship. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Because, like I said, it was really interesting for you to say they came home home angry at each other. Yeah. And it just (laughs) spread to you. You guys were scared. Well, I remember it would have been, you being legitimately It would have been, been any three of us if yeah. we had slept in the living room. You know? I yes, mean, yes, it yes. It was just who was ever in their line of fire uh-huh. at that point, which is insane. And I still have, my ribs never grew. You can still feel on one side where I have <laughs> broken wild. ribs. Yeah. Fucking wild. But the reason I bring it up is because I don't want this story to sound like it suddenly happened. You were used to it at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. No, I was used to you it. You already had, we've already had a lot of yelling episodes and unreasonable chores, unreasonable punishments, stuff yeah, like punishments that. Yeah, punishments like standing on rice, you know, pun, uh, sitting or kneeling on rice, um, holding up two pots over newspapers and however many newspapers the water goes through, that's how many push-ups you have to do. Like standing in the stuff. corner for eight hours at a time. Oh, I did that. <laughs> and I think it's your funny. record was like 16 it's hours. It's funny, again, because I almost corrected you saying... Oh, no, no, that wasn't Rick's time. That was Dave's time. Or, no, that was John. And it's like, who the fuck cares? They're all matter. one person. Like, yeah, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter what point or you know, what boyfriend it was. They all did the same fucking shit. How- and it has to be stated that our mom has now been clean 14 oh, years. Oh, yes. That she has that. Uh, thoroughly apologized <laughs> for the errors that she's made. She's actually worked super hard with yeah. me, especially to, like, Obviously, right wrongs obviously from the other interview I did with her, we're on good terms now. Yeah. She's I just really want turned her life to know around. If they only ever yeah. see or hear this episode, yeah. they understand that, like, it took probably three years. Because I've been clean 18 years from street drugs. Mm-hmm. And my mom has 14. So it was four years where I was clean and she wasn't. And she was still out there doing crazy shit. Yeah. Um, but my mom has changed. And another thing is, um, I was doing dope, dope with my mom, too, which has, like, a whole different spinoff, probably a whole other episode. But, like, these are just things that happened prior to me ever even getting loaded with her. Well, yeah, I was like, just going to say, Once I started getting loaded with her, it, it really element, got crazy. It becomes, well, and it also becomes an element of... Just friendship now. I can't, I can't say your fault because you're a minor, but it does, you come into yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was a lot of it my fault. You know what I mean? I had well, choices, people, I made choices. A lot of people say you, you're not able to make choices at I that understand. Age. That's their cho- That's their, you know, I know where I was with Okay, it. well, no, that's a, that's a, to get into that a little yeah. bit. So, a lot of people will say that a 14-year-old that does something terrible, or no, or does something with a parent, it's not their fault. The parent shouldn't have done it with them in the first place, and they don't really have the cognitive distance to say, I don't want to do that, yeah. or whatever it is. But you disagree? You yeah. think that you well, do? For me, personally, like my, my maturity level, my understanding, uh, yeah, I knew what I was getting myself into uh, with a lot of the situations. My mom is at fault for getting me high initially. She's at fault for introducing drugs to me and saying, hey, these are cool, you do these. But yeah, that's crazy that we were like trained to try to get out of trouble. That's the point I was trying to make. Like at that point we are, and I remember it too, 
as a child, you were always just trying to not be in trouble. Yes. And if you got in trouble, I just want it to be over. I'll do anything to make it over. Yes. And that's crazy that, like, I don't know. It's scary to me because if I woke up Sterling at 2 in the morning and told him to empty the trash, he would. <laughs> but, like... I always... This is my believing. If I was screaming, he would This is my believing. Maybe, if you're know. trying to get... If you're trying to teach your children to do something and you're trying to get them um, to learn something, that that's not the way to teach them. Like, that's just not going to work. And so if your action, if your rules and the things you're trying to impose upon your children are not helping them be a better person and they're not going to prepare them to be a better adult someday, yeah. then why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. If, if you're just putting the rules so you can be the big bad mommy and daddy... If you're just putting the rules so you can be a tough guy, right. then what, you know, to me it's like pointless. Well, that's the thing too. And like, that's what they did. Yeah, Sterling takes out the trash, not because I don't want to take out the trash anymore. Well, maybe partly that. <laughs> Mostly it's a responsibility. <laughs> it's for him to learn. Yeah. He's got something to do every yeah. time it needs to be done. Yes. It's uh, That's on him now. If, and it's great because twice already he's done it on his own. Which that's is perfect. fucking heartwarming. Yeah, then you're doing a good like, job. Sterling, what are you doing? I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm like, oh, I didn't ask you to do that, did I? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, he doesn't do it every day, but he's done it twice on his own. Yeah. I told him to do it every day the other times. But um, but that is one thing I wanted to touch on, too, is like we, we joke about how dad or mom was the tough one and mom's boyfriends were the tough one and the, their hard parenting style, but... I feel like we both draw on that a little bit with our parenting style more than we draw on dad's parenting style of nice guy, happy to see you all the time. Yeah, I think we're both disciplinarians <laughs> yeah, in, our, in, our, in our lives. Because I don't justify what they did because they were extreme and over I think the top unnecessary. is all you need to be, man. But I do like the discipline side. Yeah, if you're consistent and I your wonder discipline if, makes sense, I wonder if it's I'm all how for I was it. disciplined. I don't know. Nah, the lack of discipline. Mom, just, mom never disciplined us properly. It was always intense or none at all. Well, I just want to examine the cycle because I talked to grandma and she had a parenting style of not a lot of love. Yes, she's not a very more, affectionate. More parent. And it's funny because mom went the extreme or goes the extreme now. Maybe yeah. not earlier, but now she's the I want to be your best friend mom. And... You went the maybe mixed of both. Yeah, I'm the cool mom. Yeah, but at the same time, you're pretty strict. I am. Your kids would call you strict. My kids understand what's expected of them. That's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. Tune in next week when I interview my co-worker's boyfriend, soon-to-be-famous comedian, Paul. Thanks again for listening, and be kind to each other.